1: Yeah. Oh, there there yeah, there's an agent out in West Virginia that specializes in the same thing. But see, what mm-hmm. I'll say to people is and I use the example with uh what we did exiting the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex when we decided to go with a midwife for my wife's Uh, you know birth delivery and we work with a doula and then through the midwifery we met all of these uh, people that had used their services and then we met someone who was into homeopathy and from there we met a homeopathy doctor from there we met one of the last honest pediatricians in the state of Maryland Uh, through the farms that we buy our food at the next thing you know that farmer's telling us hey so and so has got these really good free range eggs and so and so is raising cattle on their land once you actually step outside the matrix in to this system of uh, people that are living a more natural life or trying to exit this bs now you can't get all pissed off there's some farmers i know that sell the best organic meat but they're also jabbed so you got to shut your mouth and not talk to <laughs> them about these things you're looking out for building this infrastructure around you and access to a supply chain where you're not relying on walmart or relying on the a hold uh, grocery stores so it's amazing once you start to do it because within a matter of, uh, say, in this area, we started working on this. i only been here uh, less than two years. But within a one-year period, I've got a Rolodex now about 45 contacts within this world right here around me that are people that I buy stuff from that call us looking for advice on this or advice on that. I mean, your network grows really quickly, especially Real when you're looking at it from a position of actually – exiting the matrix and survival and then because i say in the show eventually we're going to get to it's not just about surviving it's going to be about being able to thrive within the the alternative system it's a breakaway civilization thing,
0: it is that's the last thing the technocrats want they don't want a uh a part two of the green dragon in no definitely not <laughs> that doesn't help their plans all right so uh, we got a lot of charts to go through if you got something else on this regional uh, yeah, are yeah. you done? Are,
1: are you done with this bottom part here? It's blurry. Oh, okay. This, I can't read it. Well, here I'll read it. It says, "Every year, regulated power plants must surrender allowances equal to one half of their CO2 emissions for that year. Every three years." called a control period, they must surrender, this is hilarious, they must surrender allowances for all emissions from year three, plus all remaining emissions from years one and two. The three-year control period provides power plants flexibility for meeting the program requirements. It sounds like we're reading directions to an old board game from the
0: 1960s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so let's put that in English. What does that mean? Okay, you have a nuclear power plant that has basically zero CO two emissions, right? And but they're forcing you to buy a certain amount every year. Okay, and if you don't use them, they 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 evaporate, and you have to buy more after they evaporate. And that's going to come into play later on <laughs> with with the programmable CBDC and what you know Omarova tried to do when they. Uh, the She got shot down and I think she was going to run some department of the treasury officer of the currency or something like that. And she got shot down because she's, she's a crazy nut job as well. But you'll see that theme, if you will, come into play a little bit later.
1: All right. and Just I'll read this Well, This is offset allowances to certain projects that reduce CO2 and other greenhouse gas emissions outside of RGGI regulations may be eligible for awards of RGGI CO2 offset allowances to be eligible Link, for offset allowances a project must be located with one of the rggi states and uh, fall into one of the offset project categories accepted by that state now it sounds like we're getting into the old singular cell phone rollover minute contracts
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah who who decides what's what's allowed and what's not allowed and what projects can, can get approved and what don't get approved it's just a big giant scheme it's crazy I think the next document shows the categories.
1: I think they brought in the uh, Monopoly guy with the top hat and the uh, (laughs) little monocle eyeglass to write this stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) All right, so this document,
1: folks, this is uh, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, uh, the investment of RGGI proceeds in 2020. So uh, every time, just so you know, for the audio audience, uh, when we're saying RGGI, that's Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, and this is published in May
0: 2022. Yeah, May 2022. So this is good. This is this shows you. You don't. It, we'll, we'll get some highlighted pieces here. So basically, uh, what they do is they collect. You you get. You have to buy these carbon credits, right? That's what the power plants in those eleven states do. They have to buy these carbon credits, and then these people take the money. And they get to pick and choose the winners of of who they want to give the money to, and of course it's it's in um, solar and wind and all the same other crap. It's 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 crazy. So they're they're benefiting their friends. They're taking money from you, the people, we the people, and giving it to their friends. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, and this says uh, just in the document where you have highlighted. The benefits tracked in this report arise from RGGI investments in energy efficiency, clean and renewable energy, beneficial electrification, direct bill assistance, and greenhouse gas abatement. Yeah, I mean, this is. Uh
0: I'll sum that sentence up. It's all bullshit.
1: Yeah. What's the summary? Oh, that's the summary. All right. <laughs> that's the summary. <laughs> All right. So in this one here, this is under introduction, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. You want? Can you read it or you want me to read it and then you summarize it?
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. It's the nation's first multi-state initiative to reduce power sector CO2 emissions. It establishes a regional cap on the amount of CO2 emissions a power plant can emit by issuing a limited number of tradable, <laughs> created out of thin air, CO2 allowances by, you know, by our Wall Street bank friends, uh, each allowance represents an uh, authorization for a regulated power plant to emit one short ton of CO2. If you emit two short tons of CO2, you got to buy the second ton, again, from our Wall Street friends
1: and once again it doesn't eliminate anything now just a real world
0: scenario here you're net zero though because you buy because you buy this stuff from our wall street buddies you're now net zero you don't even made anything just magically yeah. your co2 disappears now
1: real world scenario outside of the uh power plants right someone like elon musk is making money uh for tesla right by taking these carbon credits and selling them to other companies correct
0: Correct. So he gets given carbon credits by the Wall Street banks because they create them out of thin air, just like the Fed creates money out of thin air. They create them, they give them to Elon Musk because he fits one of the definitions of what they deem to be a clean and green energy solution to climate change. And because of that, he gets these carbon credits that are worth money, but he doesn't need them. So he sells them at Tesla. They sell them to other companies. They actually lose like eight thousand dollars per vehicle. They make money on the carbon credits.
1: Right now, let me ask you this: So the system? Do you know the system that that, that is that he's operating under? What is uh? The, oh, you do, do. You know when that went into effect roughly?
0: I think it was right away. I mean, this RGGI thing's been around a while.
1: Right. No, I was just wondering what, because I don't think most people even realize that there's already a carbon credit system in place.
0: Oh yeah, there is. And that's what this RGGI shows you. It is active. That whole whiteboarded scheme that we just went through with the Paris Climate Accord is live in action in real time. It's not a pilot. It's real.
1: And is that for all companies in the U.S. or around the world? How many countries are in it now?
0: That RGGI is only for power plants in the 11 participating states. This program? Wise. Yes. The, yeah, this program, but
1: the program that, say, Elon Musk is involved with, it's a similar program, right? But that's for, it is. Uh, is that it just is. for yeah. car manufacturers?
0: No, no. We'll, we'll, there's another document we'll look at with the King Ranch down in Texas, big, massive ranch. Uh, they sell carbon credits if you own forest land you can sell carbon credits to the nature conservatory uh, conservation whatever it is um so they'll come in and buy your carbon credits but they put conditions on them which we'll get to in a later later show so how so how long has uh, i see
1: another note you have up here bullshit uh, how how long <laughs> how long has are, have those systems been in play are we talking five years ten years
0: yeah, it's it's. I think it's ten years at least. I'd have to go look them up. Wow. So see, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody is, uh, even knows this. No, no, it's behind the scenes. It's not on the on the nightly news. And this is why I I keep saying this is the big game here, right? As Catherine says, this game is for all the marbles. If they get CBDC and UBI and and, and ID passports, it's over. The trap door is shut. Good luck getting out it's for all the marbles and so they they want everybody distracted with politicians with anything else except these types of you know systems and schemes that they've already implemented that they're testing that they're rolling out don't go read these 3000 pages pay attention to you know the elected officials arguing with each other on the podium so let me just
1: ask you this if you're one of these companies that's subjected to one of these programs what happens if you just say, screw you, I don't care, and I'm not going to participate? Do they come and shut your company down or fine you? Is that what happens?
0: They'll fine you. Yeah, the regulatory, they'll, they'll just, with the regulatory stuff, they'll just fine you out of business. Okay. And on, the, on the screen, what I have is bullshit. Is the sentence that says, in 2020, the RGGI investments had saved participants money on their energy bills, created jobs, and reduced carbon emissions. Well, it didn't reduce any carbon emissions. You, they, it just, they just said that. They just said it on page two or whatever page, the page above, that if you emit more, okay, you just buy more carbon credits from us. How did they create jobs for the people that created this report? What's that, two jobs? And how are they saving you energy bills? Because they're, they're making the power plant buy this stuff, which costs more, and they have a uh, regulated profit margin. That means your energy bill just went up. The, that entire sentence is bullshit. Well,
1: the created jobs part might be real because they do create an entire industry of regulators.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, right. So there's five regulators at the RGG. Well, you, you, you didn't create our, our jobs, but you didn't get you didn't uh, you know throw us off the planet either. So we still have our jobs. So well, we're they they, did,
1: they didn't create any jobs with reducing carbon emissions but they created wow. jobs with mafia middlemen <laughs> who go around <laughs> and harass the living crap out of everybody that's what they yeah, did we had to
0: hire 10 more henchmen because you guys are obeying
1: i mean if we pulled up uh you know some of this stuff is really hard but if you pulled up all the jobs created within the whole green industry oh my god worldwide i mean what's this got to be millions upon millions of jobs uh under yes. that entirely new industry yeah um let's see we're scrolling through here folks you're lucky guys this one is only 46 pages so (laughs) i I did
0: scroll through and read most of this i I think we're done with this one
1: i will say that someone was slacking when they put this 46 pages folks come on let's get to work here all right so now (laughs) we've got this next one this is uh u.s energy information administration this one is only a one page Uh, and the font is small. So even I'm going to have to zoom in here. It says, um, uh,
0: all I want to show on this, this is a chart for the people that are just audio only. This is a chart with the price of those carbon credits issued by the RGGI. Look what has the price has done. Now this goes back to 2012. It started at two bucks. It went up to seven. In 2016, then it collapsed back down to two bucks, and now it sits at 14.
1: Wow! So that's RGGI carbon dioxide emissions price reached new quarterly record in June 2022. Regional greenhouse gas initiative allowance clearance price March 2012 right, they, to March 2022. They don't 22. call them
0: carbon credits; they call them allowances. Remember oh, carbon allowance. We just yeah, looked at it's the same thing. It's, it's dollars. What the power plant has to buy.
1: Yeah. So dollars per allowance, one allowance equals one short ton of carbon dioxide. So it's gone up from $2 in 2012 up to 1390 in 2022. Now you said, are these, how does this work uh, from a financial side? Are these traded on wall street? How does this work?
0: They are. They are. I think they are traded, but you can't like you and I can't do it. It's got, you gotta be a big, big, big player, a Goldman Sachs type level investor. Okay. Um, But here again wall street created these out of thin air so they've clearly made a lot of money yeah well but how does the
1: price okay so what they're saying the price went up like so from two dollars to fourteen dollars
0: so it's it's trading trading.
1: but so let's say i have a company and uh they hand and i'm regulated by this system or i own a power plant and i get a hundred of these credits right and yeah. it, like everybody, is everyone in this system starting with the same amount of credits at the beginning of the year?
0: That's what they That's said. A- well, it was based on, there was some formula. If, if you go back to the other document, it's based on some formula. But if, okay. you, if you remember Al Gore, when he was pushing his movie, he said he owns a lot of these carbon credits because some journalists called him out on it. He's like, yeah, I own a lot of these. Yeah. So, they, they they gave these out to their friends, you know, just like pieces of paper for a stock certificate. They gave them out to their buddies and the salespeople. Hey, I'm just going to give you shares in this and watch what happens. Then they go drive all this policy change and forcing everybody into doing this crap. And th- that's how they got rich. Right. So, way, te- got rich.
1: so so they're supposed to be like a finite amount of these printed based on the formula. So in the Technocracy Incorporated Energy System, as I said, it was based on This number they came up with is the total energy emitted for spent on creating all these goods. And then they take that number and they divide it up equally amongst all the people in the United States over the age of 25. Right, so they have a similar sort of system with this. So let's say we start out at, let's just make it simple, at the beginning of the year i get a dustin's power plant gets 100 of these credits jim's power plant gets 100 of these credits maria's power plant gets 100 of these credits mike's power plant gets 100 of these credits right now let's say i only emit 50 worth so i've got 50 credits left and let's say you emit 150 but you only have 100 so you need 50 more so you could come to me and i could sell you 50 of mine is that that's how it works
0: that's how the markets gets created yep so what
1: drives the price up then uh like who is making the market move up and down on the price
0: how does that work well the 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 more and more we as as we get closer to these target dates of 2030 and 2050 of net zero more and more companies are gonna are, are buying into this to avoid the um uh, the regulatory bodies, right? They want to. They want to get what. What we'll see too is behind the scenes, they get an ESG score, like a social credit score. Just like you want reviews on Apple to boost your ratings, the companies want ESG score ratings to go up because they have access to more, more, um, more money from the banks. They, they, they. It's cheaper, I guess. I think for them to buy these carbon credits, so they're out there buying this stuff ahead of knowing what's coming. And the value of these things, you watch as we get closer and closer and they they clamp down on us, the value of these things is going to skyrocket.
1: Okay, okay. So what they're doing, and you mentioned ESG, which we'll get into in another show. but um, So what's happening right now is there's companies buying these ahead of when they actually need them. So they're basically creating, out of thin air, they're creating a supply and demand of these credits. Yeah. Like so so there's less the need to be out there as people are trying to buy them so it drives up the price. So this is obviously traded and then if you wanted if I wanted to sell you my 50 today, there's obviously a running financial chart on this. So they go, "Well, Jim, they're worth 20 bucks today." And you go, "Well, I want all 50." So let me give you 800 instead of a 1000 and then you could basically trade back and forth with
0: these things. Yeah, they they created the product, the carbon credit. Nobody needs them. Okay? But then they have to create the market for the product that they created.
1: Yeah, this is awesome.
0: These guys are freaking
1: brilliant. I'm serious. I'm going to get out of it. and laugh. It's like, I'm crazy. done, folks. I'm signing off. I'm done with the podcast. Jim, your oil royalties are nothing. I'm getting into the carbon credit game.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to go work for Al Gore. <laughs> there you
0: go. Oh, which, which brings us to
1: this next uh, brilliant document here, Should I Sell Carbon Credits? A Decision uh, Guide for Ranchers. <laughs> From the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management, Texas A&M University's uh, Kingsville. So this is a document put together by uh, what, five people here, and this is a 10-page document, again, called Should I Sell Carbon Credits?
0: i want to read that what i highlighted in yellow it's pretty good all right let me
1: read this to you folks it says a given company may seek to reduce its emissions through efficiency gains or other means but may not be able to completely eliminate all emissions if they wish to achieve net zero emissions then they will seek credits to their atmospheric account that offset any remaining debit amounts to balance the account. In markets like the European Union and California, governmental regulations requires that companies offset all or a portion of their emissions, often under cap and trade systems. While in many other markets, most of the United States, these corporate actions are voluntary. A company may have incentive to do this as a component of their corporate social responsibility, their CSR, or environmental social and governance, that is what ESG is, policies and reporting requirements, or to improve their competitive position with customers. These factors affect the demand for purchasable carbon credits and may result in differences in demand and therefore prices for credits among marketers. The demand for carbon credits is met through supply, the generation of credits. You know what, Jim, too, the whole other industry that gets created within this industry uh, and I know you were in accounting and a CPA, so bean you benefited off the complicated tax code. Your uh, CPA association was probably lobbying the government to make it even more complex. But there's going to be a whole new level of bean counters that come out of this, too, because every company out there is going to have to hire some expert that comes in and could just translate this one paragraph for them.
0: Well, think about it. Okay, yeah, that's true. So it creates those industries, but what else does it do? It takes the small business owner that has to now comply with these bullshit regulations, and they either have to get bigger or sell out to the big boys, right? Now you've consolidated every industry down to, say, 10 companies that can be controlled and managed by the BIS.
1: Yeah, 100%. And and I will tell you, too. Just to put it in a real world example for people, it was like what happened when there was a boom of all the mom and pop vape shops, like the vapor shops that opened up 10, 12 years ago. And then Mm -hmm. they all started mixing their own vape juices, you know, at their stores. (laughs) And they were cleaner than what was being sold through the big guys. They would really Ocean use like three. Yeah. yeah, they would use like three ingredients. Then what happened was, under the Trump administration, who had promised they were going to leave these guys alone, they went and they started working on regulating them. Before you knew it, you were going to have to pay a $100,000 basically licensing fee for each variation of your vape juice so if you had blueberry bubble gum and it came in four different levels of nicotine you had to pay a hundred thousand dollars per each of those four plus if you had 20 flavors of the same all of a sudden now you had to come up with eight million dollars yeah, you had to come yeah, up with $8 So, yeah, what happened was they were just working to have the big guys, R.J. Reynolds, Philip Morris, to consolidate the vaping industry to continue to sell the vapes through the gas stations where they already had their supply chain set up and their distribution to sell cigarettes, and that's what you ended up seeing happening. So it's the same kind of thing. You price the mom and pops out of the market because no one is going to be able to comply with this on top of the tax code, on top of all the other regulations they're involved with i mean this is crazy if people don't see i mean all of these plans have multiple goals but that's obviously one of them is to finish off
0: mom and pops exactly and drive up inflation too i mean again more regulation is more cost to every business who who eats that cost you and me
1: oh definitely and it doesn't taste very good it tastes like carbon (laughs) exactly Generating a uh, tradable carbon credit requires measuring, verifying, certifying, recording, and tracking the amount of carbon accumul- accumulated and retained in the soil, and creation of tools to exchange these carbon credits.
0: Everything we just talked about—you got that's it, more work, more cost—and there's a great little schematic here
1: of the global carbon cycle. Oh, uh, it's yep. go, I don't even want to go through you guys should look this up because it's actually comical. Like there's <laughs> someone who had to sit here, a graphic designer, with some weird scientist sitting behind him going, Look, put an arrow down here and an arrow over here, and then this is this. That's the combustion. Over here is the water. I mean this stuff is fantastic. So
0: this is put Let's out. Go back up. So I wanna sh- I have highlighted sections just so we can talk about this real quick. All right, oh here so, we are. yeah, one more page, I think right oh, yeah, so they've got go. all these categories, right so you've got uh additionality additionality okay it can be a confusing concept <laughs> so you have to you have to hire specialists and you've got under carbon market facilitators down below you've got uh is it regulators what's it say this is our registries registries and you've got verifiers on the next page you got verifiers under this thing and then you've got developers and aggregators and brokers and there's a whole schematic of all the jobs they're going to create that are all for tracking bullshit and costing mom and pop you know their business
1: now how is this going to work jim is this going to are these going to turn into the new college courses or are these going to be done through certifications that you have to take through your various state i mean i mean this is insanity
0: yeah i don't know but you're going to have to have your your company's going to have to get certified by somebody who probably has to be certified by the you know the 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 people that are in charge
1: yeah so these are going to be you know being counter mentality type people within a company or now consultants there'll be a whole a whole industry of consultants that are going to basically have to learn these skills, be certified and licensed by the IPCC under the governmental council, under the committee for uh, global change. And then you're going to be walking around as a consultant. Now that teaches companies how to comply with the carbon credit racket.
0: Right. And all this is because we're being told that CO2 emissions increase the earth's temperature. And we just were shown by the real scientists that that's not true. The opposite.
1: Yeah. It you know reminds me of when my father was working on uh semi-retiring a few years back and so he was trying to figure out, do the crunch the numbers on if it was worth taking his social security earlier just to start getting money yeah. back from the government. And you, you had to go to like a social security consultant that gave like a class and then he had to pay them. I'm like, what, to get your money back? You got to go take a college course on this crap? I'm like, what a racket. You should just be able to check a box. You go, give me my cash now. I want it back. No, no. You got to go to a consultant and read 6,000 pages. Pages on this
0: stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. And let's make the for real simple for the audience because I used to be in that world. Social Security the benefits your your like monthly check every year you delay and not take it it goes up eight percent. That's all you need to know. Now the second thing, well, the second thing you need to know is okay. Uh, Some people like to calculate how much money they put into the system versus how much are they going to get back. If you want to go to that level, well, then you have to guess you know how long you're going to live. From the start point to the end point, and you have to guess the CPI inflation increases between that period as well. But if you just want to know how much money am I going to get every month, if you don't need it this year and you wait next year, it's going to go up 8%. That's it.
1: Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just funny, though, because they just create all these uh, industries out of this stuff. All right, so this one's under data provision and ownership. It says many contracts allow the purchaser to enter the property for inspection and allow for aerial views by unmanned aerial
0: vehicles, drones. (laughs) So what does that say? Oh, that means we can come on your property unannounced anytime we want.
1: Yeah, and if not, we can monitor you via drone. Yep jesus man so this this one is written specifically for ranch oh yeah this is so for king ranch institute under their logo their tagline is sustaining our ranching heritage through education innovation and outreach so now this king ranch institute uh did you did you ever look into who they
0: are Well, it's the King Ranch, which is the largest ranch in the country, and it's two guys started way back in the 1800s, a big, giant cattle ranch out in West Texas. And they've got oil and gas wells on their property. Now they have wind and solar on there also, but they made a lot of money in oil and gas. They own the minerals, which is royalties also, um, and they've got a massive cattle operation. I mean, massive.